Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now yo yo it's time to talk that sports talk with cooper and big man Tackle this beat, don't ever count us out, cause we always kicking out. We go off with people and put the smack down on the street. New desperados in town, we going all elite. Mess around, got a triple double on them. Sucker like OG slam ducking on them. We got what you want, we got what you need. We bring them heat. You wanna talk this and that, but we want that Hall of Fame set. You always see us swinging for the fences. So watch out ladies and gents Cause we hit the last strategy section And you know we gonna keep you guessing Tag teaming on these haters Sending up blessings We gonna keep praying for you Cause you know that old saying Don't hate the player, hate the game See that's the thing that separates us We're on that road to greatness And there ain't no stopping us We them go-getters and we gonna go get it Shutting it down like a no-hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We throwing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gonna keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you Cause it's Sports Talk With Cooper and Big Man Tuesday Night Football Talk. As always, joining me is Cooper. How you doing, Cooper? What's going on, man? Doing pretty good. Absolutely, man. Uh, we had a good weekend of some football. Not all good because, uh, well, unfortunately, both my teams lost, so I'm very disappointed. 
But other than that, it was still a good, exciting weekend of college and NFL football. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do this, bro. All right. Let's go ahead and dive right into some top 25 scores as we had number two, Notre Dame, travel to North Carolina to take on number 19, Tar Heels, winning 31-17 over those Tar Heels. Yeah. Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> Next up, we have number 13, Iowa State, who traveled to Austin, Texas to take on the Longhorns at number 17, Texas. Iowa State Cyclones winning 23-20. Man, that was a close game, bro. It was. It was a good uh, good game in Texas. Unfortunately for Texas, though, not the result they were looking for. Uh, next up, we had number 15, Oregon, traveling up to Oregon State in Corvallis to take on the Beavers. Beavers shocking the Ducks, winning 41-38. And my God, I wanted to die. Yeah, like we said last week and... Again this week, they could not stop the damn run. Nope. And it killed them. It really killed them. It, it was constantly just run, run, run. All right, next up, we had Nebraska traveling up to Iowa to take on number 24, Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes winning 26-20. to 20. Sounds like a good game, man. It was, it was. We had number 22, Auburn, in the Iron Bowl, taking on number one, Alabama. And Alabama <laughs> rolling the Tigers, 42-13. to 13. I mean, was there any surprise to that, really? Not a whole lot, no. Right. Kind of want, I kind of expected a little bit better of a game. I kind of expected Auburn to at least put in At least 20. put up a fight. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't much of one. <laughs> Speaking of not being able to put, a fu- put up a fight... University of Pittsburgh traveled to number three Clemson and got steamrolled fifty two to seventeen. What a game, dude. What a game. It was. It was nuts. Alright, man, we had unranked LSU travel to Texas Christian University where you had LSU picking the Tigers the Gold Tigers as the upset over Texas A and M. But as and I of was course you would remember that. Shut up. I would <laughs> The Aggies so winning twenty to seven. Yeah, yeah, I win. All right. Next up, we had our Gators winning 34-10 to over Kentucky. All right. So we had number eight, Northwestern, travel to East Lancer and take on Michigan State, losing 29-20 to to the Spartans. Yeah, that's a close game. It was. It was nuts. All right, man. Next up, we had number nine, Georgia, travel to South Carolina and take on the Gamecocks. Georgia rolls the Gamecocks 45-16. to Man, them Gamecocks, man, they don't do much of anything anymore, do they? Nope, not since they lost Steve Spurrier. <laughs> it's been pretty bad since. Yeah, man. All right, man, we had uh, Maryland travel up to Indiana to take on number 12, Hoosiers. Hoosiers rebounding after a loss to Ohio State, winning 27-11. to Number 20, Coastal Carolina traveled to Texas State and uh, won 49-14. to Poor Coastal Carolina, man. They're undefeated, but can't even get nowhere near the playoffs. <laughs> that's, just, that, that's what I'm saying. The way they got this stuff set up, dude, is just not right. It's not really. Like, seriously, get some of them young, you know, them, you know, less ranked teams. Give them a chance, dude. I don't understand it. Like, that way, I mean, think about the school prestige if they had a chance. You know right. what I mean? It would help, yeah. Next up, uh, we had the Red Raiders travel to Oklahoma to take on Oklahoma State and the uh, Cowboys beating the Red Raiders in a big old shootout, 
50 to 44. Dude, that's a good one, man. That was a good one. That was great. All right, man. Let's switch gears and talk about some awesome stories that happened let's, this weekend. Let's do this, brother. All right. First up, we have Vanderbilt. Sarah Fuller becomes the first female athlete to play in a Power 5 conference game. Uh, <clears throat> Vanderbilt was decimated on special teams from the COVID pandemic. Sarah Fuller practiced all week and was given a roster spot and traveled with the team to Missouri to take on the Tigers. Unfortunately, she was relegated to the opening uh, second half kickoff and nothing further as the offense did not get within range of giving her a chance to attempt a field goal. Sarah, Sarah Fuller is Vanderbilt's women's soccer goalkeeper and she helped that team uh, to an SEC championship. This is great to see a female athlete getting a shot on a men's football team. It is what I've been clamoring for uh, with the recent struggles of the Oregon Ducks kicking game and having been doing so for the past few years. Cooper, your thoughts? Are they listening to our podcast? Vanderbilt might be. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. That's just crazy, right? Because we've been talking about this for years. Yeah. I mean, because Oregon's kicking team is just shite. Right. So, now I wish they would just get yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about that. So it's it's cool to finally see, you know, a female athlete get a chance to shine. And, you know, maybe she didn't get a full-on chance to shine this game, but next time, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Uh, she is getting to play this week, too. She's still on the team um, that are expecting her to, to uh, handle kicking duties, as none of the specialists will be eligible for this week as well. Well, cool. All right, man. Next up, we had uh, <clears throat> this weekend marked the return of Trevor Lawrence for Clemson as they took on Pittsburgh. He didn't appear to be rusty after missing three weeks in two games. Uh, Lawrence does have a lot of work to do before he re-enters the Heisman race, but that game was a good start as he was 26-37, 403 yards, and two touchdowns. However, Trash may need to have a few bad games for Lawrence to have a chance at catching him for the Heisman race. Your thoughts? Um, it's, it's possible, but I don't know. Um, either way, I think Trevor Lawrence has proven himself so much that it, it's not going to really hurt his draft stock. No. So. It is what it is, man. Yeah, but I can understand his plight, though. It would be kind of nice to go out with a Heisman. Yeah, it all, it, I mean, I think that's every you know quarterback's dream. They want to go out with that Heisman, man. So. Yeah. Well, kind of speaking of uh, Kyle Trask, uh, he got his favorite tight, uh, tight end back who made his return this week, Kyle Pitts. Pitts missed the previous two games with concussion issues. Uh, Pitts did have an excellent game as he had five receptions for 99 yards and three touchdowns. Despite missing the past two games, Pitts is more than likely the Mackey Award leader at this point of the season. Your thoughts on Pitts' return and his chance for a Mackey Award? Yeah, man, that's crazy to come back and, and get three touchdowns. And, you know, I mean, after having, you know, concussion issues and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to see him back. You know, Trask has got his number one receiver. Uh-huh. He's got his number one receiver back. So let's see where these Gators go, bro. Yeah, Gators got an excellent chance. They got... Uh, they travel to Tennessee this week, and then after that they play LSU at home to end the year. And then hopefully, if they win out, we'll have a chance to enter the playoff picture against number one Alabama in the SEC title game. Yes, that would be awesome. It would. All right, man, next up, uh, despite uh, being without their head coach, Nick Saban, Alabama easily rolled Auburn 42-13. to I believe I messed up that score, wasn't it? No, it was 42-13. All right, Mac Jones finished that game of 18 of 26 for 302 yards and five touchdowns. His top receiver, Devonta Smith, finished with seven receptions, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. 
This game was Madden level status for the Alabama for Alabama and their quarterback receiver duo. Your thoughts, dude? Yeah, man, sounds like it. Full on Madden status. You know we like those games. <laughs> yes, we do. So it, it's it's kind of cool to see it, but it also is like, man. I mean, I'm an old school football fan. I like running game too. So <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's cool though. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, next up we had uh, Northwest number eight Northwestern is no longer undefeated as. After losing to Michigan State, the Big Twelve appears. Uh, the Big Ten appeared to have two undefeated teams ready to play each other in their championship game, but with Northwestern losing, they'll be rooting hard for Ohio State to remain undefeated. Uh, that way, they'll have a representative in the college football playoff. Your take on uh, Northwestern uh, losing out? Yeah, man, it sucks that they they missed out on it, but you know, hopefully Ohio State can step it up and keep the game going. Um, you know, and keep keep their conference relevant, you know what I mean? So. Right. Number two, uh, Notre Dame continues its playoff hopes, uh, continues to keep its playoff hopes alive, even though they uh, struggled early against North Carolina. The game was a lot closer than the 31-17 final would have you believe. Notre Dame, though, uh, win, if Notre Dame, though, wins out and beats Clemson in the ACC title game, they will be in the playoff. That title game will be a rematch um, and will be interesting to watch. Oh, definitely, man. And I don't know what it is about Notre Dame this year, dude, but I'm like, Rudy, Rudy. Just, I don't know, man. Just something about them guys. <laughs> yep. And then uh, final note here, number four, Ohio State, number seven, Cincinnati, number 11, Oklahoma, number 16, Wisconsin, and number 25, Tulsa, had their games either canceled or postponed due to coronavirus issues. Man, this COVID thing is just, it's, it's getting out of hand. It's getting... Yeah, and we're getting quite crazy. Yeah, so. we're going to discuss how it's been impacting the NFL here in just a moment. Yes. All right, man. So we're going to switch gears and talk about some NFL. Let's do it. Bum, 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 bum. Anyways, let's not get in trouble for that. <laughs> hey. All right. On Thanksgiving, we had the Texans travel to Detroit and smoke them up some lines as they won 41-25. Well, good for them, man. That's right. I mean, come on. In the old-fashioned uh, Cowboys versus Indians, I mean, uh, Washington football team versus Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Uh, the Washington football team rolled the Cowboys 41-16. Raiders traveled to Atlanta and laid a goose egg practically as they only mustered six points and Falcons got 43 on the Raiders. That's just crazy, man. It was. <laughs> Justin Herbert and the Chargers traveled to Buffalo in the wind and chill, and <laughs> obviously it showed they weren't ready for that as the Buffalo Bills rolled 27-17. to mm. Give Herbert credit. He has played in cold weather, but there's nothing like Buffalo cold. Yeah, Buffalo cold's a little bit different. Yeah. That's, yeah that's, uh, or, or, we know Oregon gets cold and Eugene yeah. can get cold, Yeah, but... I've heard Buffalo cold. There's you almost nothing have, uh, like yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta have like ice in your veins for that shit. Yeah, man. So that's that's just a little nuts there. All right, man. Uh, next up, we had the New York Football Giants travel to Cincinnati and win a close game, nineteen to seventeen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tennessee Titans uh, and uh, their running back King Derrick Henry steamrolled the Indianapolis Colts, forty-five twenty-six. I would say I'm happy about that, but you know how I feel about them Titans. Yeah, but you do like Derrick Henry, so. Yes, very true. I also like Derrick Henry when he was with Alabama, and I didn't like Alabama then either, so. So there you go. 
maybe your team can just go give up a couple draft picks and you'll have a court, uh, running back instead of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, we'll move on from that. Uh, Carolina Panthers traveled to Minnesota, barely losing to the Vikings, 28-27. to Ooh, close games. Gotta love them. Yep. The Arizona Cardinals traveled up to the frigid cold of New England to lose to the Patriots, 20-17. to That's a close game, man. Close game. It was. Kyler Murray, though. And what it is, though, is that Kyler Murray had to take on the mastermind of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick handles young quarterbacks pretty well. Oh, yeah. Which, obviously, is... Why they only scored 17. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins traveled up to New York to take on the Jets, winning 20-3. to I have a little interesting tidbit. I'll talk about that game in a little bit. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns traveled down here to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, winning narrowly 27-25. Man, what is with them Jaguars, dude? They cannot get it together. I mean, come on, but man. There's a good reason for that. They want the number one pick. Of course, the problem is, so do the Jets. <laughs> oh, yeah. But so, that, that is what it either is. Either way, man. All right. New Orleans traveled to Denver. we got to talk about this game later here in a little bit, too. But the Saints rolled the Broncos 31-3. to Aye. Uh, in the game that I wanted to cry over and over about after the team managed to come back and take a 20-17 lead, the Niners ended up winning 23-20 to over my Rams. So shout out to Mike and Team 1, bub. We'll nah. give you that, brother. Nah. <laughs> I give you nothing and you like it. All right, the Fox Game of the Week featured the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Chiefs jumped out to an early 17-0 lead, but the Bron- uh, Broncos, Buccaneers came back, making a, a close game, losing, though, however, to the Chiefs, 27-24. How about them Chiefs? Hey, Chiefy. They, they almost needed a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. There's a big one in that stadium, though. <laughs> All right, man, the Chicago Bears monsters of the midway traveled up to the f- frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And just like you and I both predicted, the Packers, Packers rolled 41-25. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football saw Seattle Seahawks travel clear across the country to take on them Philadelphia Eagles. Seahawks winning 23-17. This one, I'm just like, why weren't they winning by more? Like, seriously? Well, yeah, it is what it is. And finally, we will have on the first time, I believe, in a long time. I don't even know the last time it actually happened. But we will have Wednesday night football. Actually, it's going to be Wednesday late afternoon football. As the Ravens travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, What is it? Uh, uh, In Pittsburgh. Sorry. That was weird. My phone kind of freaked out at me. Anyways. So, let's talk about some uh, interesting little tidbits that came about this weekend from NFL Sunday. Let's do this, brother. All righty. First up, we had Broncos quarterback Jeff Driscoll test positive for COVID, and all three other quarterbacks on the roster for the Broncos were put on the high-risk contact tracing list for being around Driscoll without a mask. This caused the Broncos to bring up from their practice squad wide receiver Kendall Hinton, who played quarterback at Wake Forest. Uh, Since he only got practice time on Saturday, plus the NFL's refusal to postpone the game, Hinton played lousy for the Broncos as he finished 1-for-9 for for 13 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Saints quarterback Taysom Hill didn't fare too much better, going 
9 for 16 for 78 yards and interception, though his team did win 31 to 3. Your uh, thoughts? This is bullcrap. I'm just going to flat out say it. This isn't like baseball where you can just bring somebody up from the minors or, you know, bring somebody through the rotation and put them in as starter because one of your starters has COVID. Mm-hmm. This does not work that way. They should have postponed this game, okay? They postponed the Ravens in the Steelers game. They could have done the same damn thing with that. I think it's bull. Well, a lot of the argument for it, though, is is they knew the, they know the rules. They're not supposed to be without masks around somebody anyways, period. And they were caught without masks. Therefore, they were put on a high risk, no contact. So they punished them by making them play for being stupid. Whereas everybody who, it's just kind of a small outbreak that's going throughout Baltimore. That's why they keep trying to push and push the game, push the game, push the game, push the game. I got you. That, so, that makes a little bit more sense, but still, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's still not that great. Yeah. Speaking of which, the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh game was postponed for the third time this week and will now be played on Wednesday, as I mentioned, after another Raven player had tested positive for COVID. So this game just keeps getting pushed. And Is it ever going to happen? Uh, well, I did see, actually, though, a uh, notification that Adam Schefter did report the team has actually... Um, got on their team plane, headed for Pittsburgh tonight. So, hmm. as far as we know, the game is on as they should be landing in Pittsburgh within a couple hours. Hmm. And then be headed to the team hotel. Well, that's good. So, we'll see. When we still got tomorrow, then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, next up, uh, uh, another team that's actually suffered suffering from the COVID pandemic the 49ers had to find a temporary home as Santa Clara County had banned all contact sport activity for about three weeks, approximately. This resulted in the Niners needing to find a site immediately as they have two home games scheduled for that period. Uh, they'll be playing those games in Arizona. Another option was for them to play in Arlington where the XFL's Dallas Renegades played. Uh, Jed York did say, though, that San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner and his office tried reaching out to help the team. Your thoughts? Yeah, man, this year's just been, it, it's crazy. Um, I really, like, like that's the one thing I was worried about the most with football. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball, like you and I said, you can, you can pretty much space out. Yeah. Football, it's full-on contact sport. All right. There, there's no spacing anything. So, um, it's... And not only that, but it's blood, sweat, and tears. So, yeah, you know, it's it's just kind of the football world is kind of flipped upside down right now. And, you know, it just kind of sucks because you really think about it and it's like if nobody was sick, what kind of year will we have? If we didn't have COVID, what kind of year will we have? Right, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I haven't really try to play like any betting things or anything on football because this game because you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what team's more devastated you don't know what team's not really prepared for it's crazy man it's just like you're seeing things that shouldn't happen definitely definitely and i think too that uh you know this is my personal opinion that uh some of this stuff is fabricated um i do believe that there's a lot of 
false positive tests going on. Yeah. And a lot of the people that are in sports are paying for this. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not that's not their fault. Right. But, you know, they're paying for whatever number that the C D C wants us to read. Right, absolutely. So there you go. All right, next up, the uh, New York football Giants will be without quarterback Daniel Jones for a while. Good news did come through, though, that he didn't tear his hamstring and should only be out for a few weeks rather than his season possibly being over. If the Giants can basically tread water for a few weeks, they may still end up winning this lousy NFC East division. Your thoughts on Daniel Jones and the Giants? (laughs) Can we just talk about the whole division? Sure, if you want to. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, How lousy Yeah, that, that is good that he's, you know... He's not that hurt, but uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks. And if he comes back, I mean, hell, it's not doing anything. The division, it all sucks. So right. we'll see what happens. It's like, who sucks less? Yeah, basically, so, whoever, sucks the, whoever sucks the least will win this division. Exactly. Right now, the Giants suck the least. Because they're, oh, they, have a, they have the tiebreaker against the uh, Washington football team right now. And finally, a little bit of a um, heart-tugging one, but it's still ending up with a, um, it will have a uh, positive outcome. Colts punter uh, Rigoberto Sanchez will have a cancerous tumor removed and will miss a couple of weeks. He found out about his diagnosis late in the week and wanted to still play for his team, which he did. He He took care of punting duties. He is normally the kickoff specialist as well, but Rodrigo Blankenship took over that. So Sanchez only had to worry about the punting duties that he uh, maintained. Um, and so here's to a full and speedy recovery for uh, Rigoberto Sanchez. Yeah, man. Uh, that's that's wild and crazy and sad. and mm-hmm. Especially going through, like we just said, the COVID and all that. I mean, right. the people, people that have cancer and things like that, they have to be extra, extra careful because... Right. You know, but the good news for him, at least, is as they said in the article they that I can read, remove it. they can remove it. It was caught early enough, so yeah. they caught it before it spread. He did take. You're taking a little bit of a risk by postponing it to this week to do it. I understand where he's coming from, though. You want to be there for your teammates, but I'm sure they would have understood him going ahead and getting it removed as quickly as possible, though. Definitely. So, um, but like I said, here's to hopefully his full that's, and speedy recovery. That's true, warrior right there, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Unfortunately mm. for his team, though, they lost. <laughs> that kind of sucked. Yeah. But, like I said, for him, though, um, being able to catch it early enough is great news for him. So, hopefully that gets done quickly. Hopefully they did that re- uh, as, hopefully as soon as possible. Because um, that's just that's just hard. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, it's never a good thing. Um, so my little so a bit of a, a bit of a somber week for football, but you know yeah. what? Yeah, um, you know we appreciate every single one of you, and yep. you know we were watching the follows, watching where y'all are coming from, and and we appreciate every single one of you. Thank yep. you so much. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, December now officially starts our advertisement season, apparently. So. You will be hearing advertisement fully now, um, so hopefully that doesn't discourage anybody. <laughs> um, we thank you all. We had over 130, uh, what was it, 136 downloads for the month of November. Uh, we lo- Hopefully we will get to see that number um, increase starting hopefully today. Uh, we get 
uh, march onto that uh, quickly and we get past that. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, we hope you are. Um, please share it with everybody that you know. Uh, we'd like to see our numbers increase, so hopefully um, we can get um, some more you know, in-depth um, capabilities. Maybe we'll be able to expand the podcast more to more of a daily thing. You know, it's just it's going to have to... Well, we need the audience <laughs> to do it. Definitely. Yeah, man, I, I agree with that. And, you know, uh, right now with everything going on, it's kind of hard to do, like, like, you know, get out and go to events and things like that. So yeah. when things get back to normal, this podcast is going to be on and popping. We're going to be doing things. We're going to be going places. And we're going to be having fun. And we're going to be bringing you guys sports from every aspect of which, which we like and what you like, too. And and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely, man. So uh, I think that's it for tonight. Well, I think we had a good show. Definitely. It was fun. Yeah. All right, man. So thank you all for listening. And as always, keep keep on talking sports. sports.